Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to Maximilian de Lafayette's show live on Blog Talk Radio, coming to you from New York City, where tonight the topic of uh, our show uh, will be based on a new book he has just published, which is on sale right now at lulu.com, and is entitled Bab, the Anunnaki Stargate. Good evening, Maximilian. Hi, Angelique. Salut. So let's begin at the very beginning um, with a definition of and an introduction to what a BAB or an Anunnaki Stargate really is. Uh, BAB, uh, B-A apostrophe, A-B, is a term for an Anunnaki Stargate. It is um, an entrance and exit to multiple worlds, stars, planets, and galaxies. In Anach, which is the language of the Anunnaki, Bab means a door. Bab means a door. A door to other dimensions. The Anunnaki deploy Bab as a split-time space technology to travel to, to any region uh, of the universe in a fraction of a minute. In contemporary science fiction literature, quantum physics and ufology, it could be compared to the Stargate technology. This technology, Angelique, allows the Anunnaki to bend time and space and travel to various dimensions, levels, and type of cosmos, type of the universe, such as, number one, the multi or multidimensional world, I repeat, the multidimensional world. The world in general has uh, multiple dimensions. We'll talk about that later. Then the parallel world. It's a world that it's located not very far from here, but located in a parallel way. Then we have the future, the future world, what's going to happen in the future. Although it is already registered there, we call it the future world, the world of the future and then we have the galactico plasma world. Galactico plasma world. Also, there is the past dimension. There is the future dimension. There is um, the multiverse zones. There is the space memory zone. 
and there is the Akashic sphere. The technology, or using the bad, allow uh, the Anunnaki and those who will discover how to use it, will allow them to send and receive instant knowledge and messages from and to the beginning of the universe, the beginning of time, and the beginning of motion. This time-space technology is not a monopoly of the Anunnaki. I mean by that, many extraterrestrial civilizations are familiar with the concept and uh, its pragmatic use and application. In plain English, beyond and around Earth and the world we know, there are millions upon millions of parallel universes, multiple dimensions, habitat, and life forms, Earth-like planets that can be explored, seen, and visited by humans via Saturgate. It's very important to anchor the meaning of the word Bab and talk briefly about its etymology. From the word Bab derived the Sumerian word Babu, the Sumerian word Bab, the plural of Babu, it's Babani and Babati. Also from the Anunnaki word uh, Bab derived the Arabic word Bab, the plural is Abwad as well as the Assyrian Tabi. Now, some uh, old Near Eastern and Middle Eastern civilization incorporated the word Bab in their most important symbols and national entity vocabularies. For, for example, I'll give you one that almost everybody will recognize. The word Babylon. The word Babylon, which means the gate of God. Why? Babylon is composed of two words. Bab, you already know the definition, is gate. And Elon, or Eli, or El, means God. Now, listen to this, this one. I'm going to, to, to read it to you in um, Sumerian and Akkadian. Zahi. Absut, Babra, Shunu, Ana, Eziki, Bi, Uzakit. I will translate it. This was taken from the annals, from the record of Sardanapolis. The meaning is 700 men about their great gate on crosses I crucified. So this does exist in the Akkadian tablet. Now, think. Ashur, or Ashur, said, Ushashira Gimir Babani. I will translate to you. I put around all the gates. And also, there is another statement in Assyrian, Chaldean, Sumerian, and Akkadian. It goes like this. 
Barishin, I will translate it for you. Before their gate. So as you see, the word Bab did exist in Sumerian, Akkadian, Chaldean, and Assyrian tablet. Now, it's very important to talk briefly about the Bab and Matkal. Uh, you should pronounce it like this, Matkal. Like, like Jose in Spanish. There is a huge cosmic bat, Stargate over Chicago. I know it's going to astonish many people. But this one is quite unique. Why? Because it is called Matchal, which means in Anach, an entrance rather than a Stargate. Now, not all stargates are identical, nor do they function actually uh, in the same manner. They are different. I'm going to, to explain it to you. There are stargates that lead to another world, a singular world, an incomprehensible world of bent time and space. And, uh, and there are stargates that lead you into parallel dimension adjacent close by to our world. Now, the one over Chicago leads you toward a dimension where time, as you know it, and space, as you can uh, measure it, are no longer linear. In this dimension, the law of physics, as they are known to us on Earth, no longer apply. Now, the Madhal is located above the Grand Central Station in downtown Chicago. It is oval and vibrates like a rubber band. Uh, it is very similar, very similar to a multiverse membrane found in the perimeter of the 11 dimensions mentioned uh, quite often in contemporary uh, quantum physics. It is neither visible to the naked eye, nor can it be detected by any apparatus on Earth. Also, uh, worth mentioning here, is the subject of the anomaly of Stargate. They function sometimes in a very bizarre manner. Stargate do vary in size, function, purpose, and mobility, just like the extraterrestrial uh, underwater plasma corridors, uh, I'll repeat, the extraterrestrial underwater plasma corridor used to navigate our seas and oceans. Now, the Stargate, in, the Stargate in New York City, which is located over uh, Madison Square Garden, is twice the size of that over uh, Central Station in downtown Chicago. Travel to and from the Chicago uh, Stargate is possible at particular times. However, Travel 
please pay attention to that. I repeat. Travel to and from the Chicago Stargate is possible at particular times. However, travel through the Madison Square Garden bar is a one-way street. Since the bar are at least 900 feet to 1,700 feet above ground, it is not possible to jump into a bar. At the time of the return of the Anunnaki, 2022, an electromagnetic fog will suck up the people with light uh, to medium contamination. I mean, those who have been contaminated uh, by, by the gray and other extraterrestrial uh, races Light to medium contamination as set forth by the Anunnaki uh, return protocol. I have something, a very interesting um, situation I'd like to ask you about. I do have a dear friend in um, who used to work for the Kennedy Space Center, Clark Beckelow, and who once told me he had seen on the video monitors a nine-foot alien kind of you know, in the payload of the Discovery Shuttle with a DOD mission and so forth. Um, now, after hearing that for the very first time, I was like really kind of disturbed that we're doing this in outer space. But I ended up hearing another story about a giant gray, a tall gray, and trying to show some American military scientists how to enter a bab a story and um, it was just a very very bizarre unusual situation which had a bit of uh, a disastrous end I was wondering if you have heard anything about this the, um, the giant trying to show the American how to enter through a bab uh, a most unusual client like yours about uh, the American band stated uh, that in uh, 2006 while an American spaceship tried to enter a map, a giant gray exited the spacecraft because uh, apparently uh, it needed a sudden repair. The alien, the gray, a huge one, over nine feet, was sucked up into the galactic vacuum and the craft exploded. This event was recorded on a film and was sent to NASA and MIT. Both the Russians and the Americans have tried to develop a space technology in order to penetrate this game, uh, this, this bad, the Anunnaki, as well as the Grey, who live here on Earth, are fully aware of their progress. There is nothing to fear as long as our military scientists and the Pentagon realize that the offer we got from the intraterrestrial Grey living here on Earth is not 
as benevolent as they have thought in the past. And this includes the technology pertaining to uh, Stargate. Any great technology given to human of any nation will lead to disaster for because the great agenda and intentions are macabre and, and malicious. Wow. Fascinating. Um, I have another question. From a metaphysical, uh, religious, and mythological standpoint, is there anything, say, in uh, religious scriptures, you know, from different religions that mention Stargate? Absolutely. Of course, my dear. Uh, many, uh, a great number of Bible and Talmudic scholars agree that the sky and the earth contain spiritual entity slash presence behind a celestial gate. Now, the Anunnaki, Ulima, uh, they call this gate Matran. Already we know that. And there is, according to them, there is nothing spiritual to those gates. There are no angels there. There is no God opening the door. There are no disciples, Paul and Peter, who is the key of heaven waiting for you. They are, they are only mechanical, scientific. So they, they, they are, there is nothing spiritual to, to the function of the gate. They are simply an opening on multiple spheres of existence and different layers of space-time. One of the Ulema told me, uh, you know, religious scripture are very colorful and metaphoric, sometimes very, very poetic, like the Bible. As long as we understand the literature of religions as fables, as tales, as story crafted by uh, scribes, with lot of imagination, the truth is not, tar- is not tar- tarnished. And as long as we understand that God does not position his angels to guard the doors of heaven and does not appoint prophet and apostle as the key holders of the paradise, no harm will come from the fabrication of biblical tales. The Bible tells us that there are spirits who try to enter and exit this gate. The Anunnaki Ulima have explained to us that these spirits are lower entities they have created themselves thousands of years ago and do not belong to any religious literature. The early Judaic Hebraic scholars warned the Hebrew people not to communicate with these spirits who are trying to escape darkness. But the Anunnaki Ulema stated that earth is the zone of darkness, not what lies beyond. I have another question for you, Maximilian. 
Um, Alistair Crowley coined a, for a, you know, a phrase for a process. He feels he discovered, called, he called it the Alamantra working. And he claimed to have opened a, a vortex gate in 1918. Um, what, what, what do you know about this? Yeah, Mr. Crowley is um, quite a unique character. You know, Angelique, when he came to New York, to Manhattan, and, uh, and, to, and to California, he created a cult. And, and people loved him because he was generous, he was drink, he was charming, he was a woman, and he looked very eccentric and, ha- and had all those crazy ideas. Now, one of his ideas, it was about creating something, some, some gate to communicate with people from the other world. In March... Let me see. Um, yeah. In March 1918, Crowley claimed that uh, he succeeded in creating a vortex gate that links our physical world to a non-physical world. He called, he called this vortex the bridge. The bridge. And the process was coined the Amalantra working. Amalantra working. Crowley stated that uh, while the gate, the vortex, was open, an entity manifested itself. Crowley named the entity LAM. L-A-M. Later on, he drew a facial portrait of LAM. And Lamb uh, became a permanent fixture of the landscape of modern ethology. Numerous, many New Age ethology enthusiasts rushed to describe this entity as a grey. This is the problem we have with ethology. Every time there is something we can't understand, we say it's UFO or it's a, it's a gray or it is an extraterrestrial. This is why ufology is suffering a lot now. No more credibility. Some 30 years later, already, scientists Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard, you know, the founder of um, the Church of Scientology. I know many people, they they don't like what he talks about and how he recruits people. It doesn't matter. So those two people, Parsons and Hubbard, began to work on, on their Babylon working. Babylon. B-A-B-A-L-O-N. Babylon working. In a desperate attempt to reopen the gate allegedly created by Crowley. Their friend you know, that students uh, and the followers are convinced that Parsons and Hubbard succeeded in opening the gate and in uh, allowing entities from a different world to enter and exit uh, the gateway. Actually, I think they were just doing popping too many pink and gray pills. <laughs> Three weeks of acid might do that for you. Um, on another note, I have another question. There, um, some people have claimed that, um, like, such a Stargate were it to be left open, it would allow extraterrestrials, in particular the Zeta Reticulum Greys, or to abduct humans. Is is there any truth to this? 
Rabbish nonsense. And, um, okay, now theories have been postulated that our universe has extra dimensions. And uh, I'd like to quote something that CERN has um, published. It's a statement which is available in the public domain, in which they say, and I quote, some theories suggest that beyond the three spatial dimensions we experience, our universe has dimensions. These have finite size. You know, some of them are microscopic. They are curved onto themselves, for instance, in the shape of a circle, although for more than one extra dimension, more complicated geometries are possible. So um, could you give me your opinion on what CERN's publications, their recent publications? Of course, uh, there is no doubt whatsoever that our universe has extra dimensions. Now, to really detect, to really detect the extra dimensions, one needs to probe the extra dimension with particles with a very high energy. In quantum mechanics, the larger the energy of the particle, the smaller its effective size is. So, to uh, for example, uh, to detect a small dimension, one needs part- particles of very high energy. The extra dimensions are actually so small that even our largest particle accelerator has not produced particles of enough energy to see them. However, in some theories, the size of uh, the sizes um, of the extra dimensions are just large enough for particles at CERN to be able to to detect them. You know, uh, there are theories that suggest that the the matter particles we are made of human beings what constitutes us, you know, we are, we are made out of particles, are made of, uh, they cannot propagate to extra dimension. In this theory, the only way to detect the extra dimension is by using gravitational interaction, gravitational interaction. The strength of gravity in the fifth dimensional uh, description is much more much more intense than in, in four dimensions. Thus we predict they said uh, the possibility of creating black holes in collision in the LHC. This event would be spectacular uh, with the black hole decaying almost immediately into a shower of many particles. And uh, I think uh, uh, it would, it would uh, allow us to test the properties of quantum gravity in uh, accelerators. Uh, in, any, uh, in any of these two possible scenarios, the two possible scenarios I, I, I spoke earlier, the detection of the existence the existence of an ex, of extra dimension would be an unprecedented discovery 
and an astonishing insight into the nature of the universe. And this also echoes the statement of Sir. But, I mean, this part of the program, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, the thought of being able to artificially create black holes is rather terrifying, isn't it? Well, uh, Urima Kanazawa said, that's fine, it's fine. He said, um, I, I have nothing against sir. However, once this ambitious project becomes a reality, world powers, world powers, and especially the super military powers will get certain finding and result by the whole. And if certain results fall into the wrong hands, kiss our world goodbye. I'd like to ask you something else. Um, I've heard something about uh, the CIA having a Stargate program. Um, now, many people still believe that the CIA Stargate program rotated around extraterrestrial portals or wormholes and galactic tunnels open up to allow American astronauts, you know, and military spacecraft and vehicles to travel, you know, to the edge of the universe. I mean, is, is, any, is there any truth to any of this? Yeah, uh, these assumptions are not accurate. However, the CIA did work on a project pertaining to space-time intergalactic travel uh, with the cooperation of the United States Air Force, uh, NASA, Caltech, NSA, and uh, MIT. This, this project is, was explained in a report under the title of Space-Time Travel. Now, we should not be confused uh, with another project with similar name. The CIA Stargate uh, was uh, one of a number of remote viewing programs conducted under a variety of code names, uh, such as Grill Frame, uh, Sunstreak, uh, center lane by the GIA, Inscom, and uh, etc. You know, so it has nothing to do with traversing the universe. It is it was a remote viewing program. Could you t please tell me and your listeners um, exactly what the differences are between artificial stargates and the Anunnaki babs, which will be activated in 2022? Well. Uh, Oh boy. According to the Ulima, and as explained in the, the book of Rabadosh, the difference between artificial stargate and Anunnaki's bad, Anunnaki stargate, is this. Number one, artificial gates, artificial gates, take people and spaceships in a sort of time-space time, space, tunnel, but do not take the travelers, the pilots, to a higher dimension of cosmic awareness and universal enlightenment. 
artificial stargate do not provide the travelers with mental or intellectual ascension. They are purely mechanic and scientific. Now, the Anunnaki stargates give the travelers, all of us, full access to the map of the universe, ultra dimensions, multiple universes, parallel worlds, and above all, the higher dimensions where the ultimate knowledge and the global salvation reside. Traversing the artificial stargate, you know, made by, by scientists, requires physical spaceship machines, whether they are created by us or by non-humans. Now, entering, exiting, and going through the Anunnaki bath do not require spaceship um, in uh, exclusive basis. A spaceship of the Anunnaki and advanced extraterrestrial races do not travel or navigate the sky. They want to jump from one dimension to another. Could you please tell me and your listeners where these bands are located um, around the world? Well, some, uh, some 25 years ago, I was, uh, I was in Egypt. I asked two ulema, uh, Dr. Uh, Tayara and Sheikh uh, Al-Mutawali. Uh, I asked them, uh, where are these bands? I, I, was, uh, I was very anxious to know. Dr. Tayara said, verbatim, word for word, look what he said. They are everywhere. They are everywhere. Bats are called bats because they are so close to us. Because they are so close to us. Uh, just like the front door of your home is the main entrance, the door, I mean, to your home is far away from your home, then it is worthless. A front door must be at the very entrance of your residence. Same thing for the bad and their location vis-a-vis -vis Earth. He said, Medina al-Kahira, I will translate means the city of Cairo, for instance, has seven huge bad stargates. Uh, there is also, um, uh, yes, there is a major, a major uh, stargate in Baalbek, another one in Petra, in Jordan, and a very big one in Languedoc, France, uh, where uh, Montségur uh, is established, was, uh, was built by the Qatar, and of course they were decimated like, uh, like the Templar uh, by the Catholic Church hundreds of years ago. Sheikh Al-Mutawali said, sometimes some bad stargate, you know, entrance to the other world, have a double entrance with one single exit. Now, this is going to confuse lots of scientists. The double, the double entrance consists of two narrow parallel layers 
so thin and so close to each other like two Chinese rice paper sheets. You can't separate them or take them apart. Yeah. Look at the amazing thing that he said. Yes. Fleet of huge spaceships of several miles in length will go through like a feather. It's absolutely astonishing. Then, this is what he said. Uh, these were his own words. And in, uh, in a rapport with uh, Amber Anati, the very same question was asked. And she said, the bats, the stargates, are, they are everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Uh, for instance, New York City has 14 stargates. Nevada, 7. Arizona, 6. Texas, 6. Washington, D.C. and Virginia metropolitan area has 5. California has 7. Dover in England has 1. New Delhi has 2. Bombay has 3. The island of Awad has 1. Lima in Peru has 2. Yucatan in Mexico has 1. Tyre has 1. Maximilian, I was wondering if you could tell me, um, in 2022, when the Anunnaki are scheduled to return to Earth, will all of these bad, these stargates be opening up? Well, oh my dear. In 2022, and on Earth here, all the bads, the Anunnaki stargate, will open up. These bad stargates are not in outer space. They are so close to cities and places on Earth. The Anunnaki will open this gate, this gate, this stargate, right before your eyes, and they become, they become stargate. The bat will become huge stargate. Now, uh, Anunnaki said the bat existed on the cosmos map, on the map of the universe, since its creation. Some are in the Milky Way, others in far distant galaxies, and many are here, so close to, to, to our cities, schools, uh, street and home. They are almost everywhere around the Earth, Angelique. Hard to believe, not really, because if you watch from time to time, you know, some professor from NYU, from CUNY, from other universities, they, they, they quite often talk about those stargates and about quantum physics and cosmology. Uh, they do not refute the existence of wormholes and, and stargates. Fascinating. So enlightening. Um, one more question concerning this. Um, I was wondering... Um, Ufologists and scientists, some nuclear physicists have claimed that they have personally worked with the United States military on various Stargates projects. What do you have to say to that? Well, if, uh, if in the past they worked uh, with the military, with the NSA, CIA, DOD, 
Department of Energy, uh, I can assure you that they will never open their mouths because already they signed a, they signed affidavit and oath of loyalty. And if they and if they did, I hate their guts. They are snitch. However, if you if you read the the very colorful uh, literature of ufology, you will always find somebody somehow somewhere. Are claiming that uh, one of their colleagues worked on such a project, etc., etc. Well, it is up to them. It's free country. According uh, to uh, Dr. Dan uh, Burish, he said uh, many Stargates were artificially activated by American military sites. This is what he said. And you know, you know, I'm not in the business of criticizing uh, anybody. It's not the fabric of my of my food and the way I do business. Tell me, um, what do you know about, say, stargates and techniques that uh, extraterrestrial civilizations use in their manipulation of these stargates? multiple dimensions, time, the world beyond parallel time, parallel space, and parallel dimensions. Now, it's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. You know, manipulating uh, multi-dimensional time enables us to reach the speed much faster than light. I repeat that, because this concept was never ever discussed by any scientists in the West. Uh, pay attention to this, what the Anunnaki said, multi-dimensional time. Now, even Einstein himself, he said, time by itself is the fourth dimension. They never mentioned multi-dimensional. The Anunnaki did. It's absolutely fantastic. Now, bend bending uh, space and time of the universe of the cosmos net is one of the techniques the techniques uh, used by extraterrestrial to navigate the universe at a speed that exceeds the speed of light. I know, uh, this <laughs> this seems incomprehensible to our mind, but according to Ulima, Dr. Oppenheimer, the speed of the light is not the highest speed in the universe, Mara Nur is in another word. Mara Nur, meaning beyond the light, is the most effective way to enter and exit parallel dimension. So the, the, don't ever uh, think that you have to have lots of energy and uh, produce by, by lot of fuel to enter different dimension. You have you have to use the Mara Nur. Now, uh, an extra, an extra way. Well, maybe let me let me put it this way. Another possibility to defeat the laws of the frontiers of time is to manipulate takarum zaman, which means the multi-dimensional time. When once you cross the zone of time, which is the fourth dimension, according to Einstein. Don't ever think that time will stop. There is another sphere of time, and so on, and so on. The Anunnaki knew that. 
and they called it Takarun Zaman, which is the multi-dimensional time. Extraterrestrial, and particularly the Anunnaki and the Liran, the extraterrestrial race, can enter and exit the net, the net of the universe, the landscape of the universe, by using the Maranur, the Jabad, and the Bab. Now, Jabad and Bab are not exactly Stargate. I know you're going to be astonished. It's better to, uh, to understand Stargate as a time, as a time pocket. So, we have now, so far, multi-dimensional time and time-space pocket. Could you give me and your listeners some further detail on the Anunnaki Babs, you know, as it pertains to entering other universes, other dimensions, and um, the possibility of actually visualizing or visiting the future and seeing the creation of the future? You see, as uh, we do research on Earth here, as we go to school, the public libraries, and in Nike at the same time, they have public libraries. They have some center of research and study. And they have screens that they display all kinds of information. Before, in front of the Anunnaki screen of knowledge, in the whole of the Akashic records, more options are available for research and enlightenment. And one of them is a sort of browsing. Now, inside the screen, is a huge screen, there is a slit where the mind of the Anunnaki can enter as a beam. You look at the screen and your mind can send a beam and beam will go inside the slit and you will, you will retrieve information. This will open a, a pocket, a bath, to other worlds that the researcher is not even aware of, but appear randomly as part of the discovery process. Pay attention to this. In each slit of the Anunnaki screen, there is another there is another Akashic file that belongs to other universes, uh, world, uh, dimensions, uh, and, and civilization, and planet. Sometimes more advanced civilization, more advanced than the Anunnaki themselves, where the researcher can either uh, retrieve important information and or witness, pay attention to this, or witness the creation of the future. Now, of course, you can see that on the History Channel, the Science Channel. They said we're going back in time, or just we look at the sky, and we are gathering information how the universe was created, because it takes so many years, light years, for the universe to send us information, and we are sending all those machines and spacecraft and the Hubble, etc., to obtain information from the past. And then the next they said, we don't care about the past anymore. We are witnessing uh, the creation of the future. It is just like, you know, uh, it's like going back in the future. You see how I phrase it? Going back in the future. 
because everything present or occurring in the future has already occurred in a distant past and that it needed time to surface and appear before the current living Anunnaki. And there is also the aspect of simply having fun, you know. Now, <laughs> that's interesting, the aspect of simply having fun going back and forward in time. I was wondering, um, can the Anunnaki go back into the past and say, uh, meet with different people from different areas, famous historical figures? Is it, can, are they capable of bringing over people from various time periods? Pay attention to this. It's very cartoonish. It's, um, it might make you laugh, but really, believe me, it does happen. It does happen. Please pay attention to it. Sometimes, an Anunnaki person will go back in time. Let's say, let's say, for instance, uh, 400 BC. Okay, 400 BC. Choose uh, a famous historical figure from 400 uh, BC, and at the same time, bring over another important person, 1,000 years older, simply to see how they would interact. They can easily deceive these people, since every Anunnaki is uh, in adept at uh, shape changing. It means that Anunnaki master can bring one person from, let's say, year 1300 and can bring another person from, let's say, 4000 uh, BC and put them together in the same room. They can do that. Or they can uh, transpose people, uh, move them in time, and see how they will react to the new environment. They can do that. We do that in laboratories. We take rats, we put it in different environments. We take insects, living underground, we put it uh, in an icy surface to see how they react. If we can do that to insects, then Unaki or extraterrestrial can do that to us. Theoretically, uh, it's, it's very possible. Now, for example, an Anunnaki can bring together John the Baptist, Hannibal, Charles Dickens, uh, Marlene Monroe, uh, Elvis Presley, and make them talk to each other. Of course, Hannibal uh, speaks Phoenician. He's not going to talk to Marlene Monroe uh, in English, but it doesn't matter. They will start to talk to each other. You know, when, when you are uh, in, in gathering sometimes, you don't ask a person, hey, do you speak English so I can talk to you in English? Or hey, you speak French so I can talk to you in French? They start the conversation without knowing what kind of bloody language the other know. So those people, Marilyn Monroe, John the Baptist, Hannibal, uh, Charles Dickens, Mama Rosa, uh, whatever, they will start to talk to each other. I find this fascinating. Of course, they might not relate to each other, but they will be brought again to one place chosen by the Anunnaki, and a real dialogue will take place. So it's not only they, they brought back the past. They brought back people from the past. Now, to, to all of us, this seems illogical. But to avant-garde astrophysicists, geneticists, ethicists, and scientists, this is a serious possibility and possibly a problem. Now, to the Anunnaki, this extra, extraordinary occurrence are games. 
it, it does happen. Now, can they go back in time and change our past? No, they can't. If, if you want uh, to stay in Manhattan here in New York or in Paris, they cannot change your environment. But they can transport you to a dimension where the past exists. You enter the past and you see what's happening there as an observer. So you don't have the grandfather paradox as uh, scientists are so preoccupied with it. I don't know why, why, why they are so confused with this problem. When you go back in time, in the past, you are not occupying a new identity or taking the place of somebody else. And according to physics, quantum mechanics and quantum physics, if you are not taking the space or the place of somebody else, you are not part of somebody else. So you stay there as an observer and you see what's going to happen. That's it. Thank you for that explanation. Okay. Um, another question I, I wanted to ask you is um, basically concerning um, some, some people have suggested that um, Babylon, Babel and Babylon were a stargate or the gate of God. You know, that Babylon was somehow a major stargate. I was wondering... Um, what, what do you say about that? Were, were Babel and Babylon a major stargate or a gate of God? No, no, they were they were considered as um, the uh, they were considered as the, the the gate of the gods. You know, in old time, in old time, uh, every time the monarch or a a conqueror uh, won a, a battle, he built a rampart. And he would call the, the city after him or after the name uh, of a god, you know. And so Babylon, it is Babylon. Bab, it's uh, a gate, a door. Elon is God. So it's the gate, uh, the gate of the god. That's it. Some people have suggested that Babylon was the major Anunnaki stargate on Earth. Like the major Anunnaki stargate located in Iraq. What's your opinion on this? No, no. Let's, let's stick to fact. Uh, the fact you will find it uh, in the linguistic veracity. Babylon, bad. You know already by now what I do mean by bad. Doors, gate. Elon or Eli or El or Elia or Allah means God. So it's the gate of God. That's all. Nothing else. Okay. And for our final um, topic, well, you know, especially on this book that you've just written. Um, I was wondering if you could tell more about um, what the signs um, people are going to see in the skies the day before the Anunnaki return, when it comes to, say, basically the Babs, the artificial Babs or the Anunnaki Babs. Could you please tell us what signs people will see in the skies the day before the Anunnaki return and where they will be seen and how the Babs will be activated? Again, don't think I'm not. Uh, I'm going to, to uh, reproduce verbatim what Anunnaki Ulema said. They're saying. On November 30th, 2022, the day before the Anunnaki return, our major Anunnaki stargate, which already you know where they are, will be activated and they will open. Now, uh, some re religious leader will also interpret as the arrival of 
the four horsemen. The master said, uh, the, the master said, there are four major stargates over the universe that will open up. They're huge. And he predicted that religious people would say, ha-ha, we told you. Those are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Repent. Go to church, etc. And also, some who uh, believe in the left-behind theory will rejoice. We told you, you see, you have still another, another, another shot at the redemption. This is basically. The government at that time, well, uh, I, read, I read a report that around the end of year 2021, the government of many countries will start to circulate obligations and manual describings of sign that will indicate the appearances of extraterrestrial craft uh, visible um, to the public at large. You see, the government, our government and other governments uh, are working on this. They are working on a protocol, on, on some publication that will, uh, that will give to the general public in the year 2021. Many, many bishops and archbishops in the United States and in England have already been briefed on the subject, you know. They called them, they said, come, we would like to talk to you. And, and they were secretly asked to, uh, to cooperate on the redaction uh, of the material that would uh, suitably marry religious dogma, dogma with intelligent design. I mean, by word intelligent design, the new concept and understanding uh, of the frightening arrival of extraterrestrials to, uh, to our planet. Well, thank you very much, Maximilian. This has been another very interesting interview tonight. Um, the book we have been, the subject matter of tonight's show is his just published book, which is entitled Bab, the Anunnaki Stargate, which is available. On, it's on sale right now, www.lulu.com. That's L-U-L-U.com. Um, Maximilian's books are also available. Um, you can go to maximilianbibliography.com. They're available in Kindle form on Amazon. And do stay tuned for next week's show. And again, I'm saying mark your calendars for the night of Sunday, the 3rd of October. Well, we have a very special guest, an old friend of Dr. De La Fayette's. Her name is Dr. Lynn Kitaya. I'm sure you've heard of her and what she's written about the Phoenix Lights over Arizona in 1997. And she will be on Maximilian de Lafayette show live at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Sunday, the 3rd of October, 2010. Have a great night and see you next week once again.